American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Listeners of the Reject Nation, I'm Greg. I'm John. We are going to review Beyond the Sea, the Kevin Spacey movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, the, the episode of Black Mirror, episode three of season six. Let's talk about it. Wow, that was messed up. Interesting. Yes, <laughs> that was. Uh, it was really well done because it kept going the route that you would expect it to go, and then right before it it crossed that line, they would go, and they were going a different way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. every single time. <laughs> it. You know, like right down to the whole thing with the uh, affair with not the affair, but kind of, yeah, uh, yeah. with the, with the wife, with the painting, just, and yeah, getting all close. You just never, you're like, oh, he's gonna hijack his butt. He does, it's, but I did not see that coming where he would murder them in the end. Yeah, I mean, the guy's just so so try like just went too far. He's he's completely traumatized and also like as detached as one could possibly become yeah, yeah he's uh he's saying he's just holding on to the fantasy as the one thing giving him hope yeah he cracks <laughs> truly truly a lesson in in hope sometimes being more cruel almost and maybe now you'll appreciate everything wow that yeah. was amazing that was I, that was so transportive what an experience that was a movie yeah, it really was. This is a couple. This is the length of a movie. Yeah, that's real film right there. It adds all like all the atmosphere and all the yeah, just breath of a film. I wish it ha- it didn't have the open ended. <laughs> I like an open ended ending. I like when things have an open ended conclusion, but it doesn't. I don't know. I was like, oh, I want to know <laughs> that he killed him. <laughs> he certainly he should kill him. It probably should, but it's like Josh Hartnett's become so dangerous. He did that so fast. Yeah, yeah. It's like he he could only have been out there for. I mean, it, it must have been a minute, but it, it wasn't like an hour. It doesn't seem like it seems like it was like fifteen or twenty minutes. He was out there. Yeah, if that. And yeah, the acting was so amazing from everyone here. Superb. Aaron Paul playing dual roles here. Really able to distinguish it without ever feeling he's doing a Josh Hartnett impression. Josh Hartnett going from that all-American astronaut into this hollow man who would seem like 
it seemed like he's weak when he's in like in space, and it becomes like just the monster by the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love the aesthetic, the landscape. I love how they chose to make it with the '60s at the time of masculinity, especially for men like this, where emotions were so much more detailed. Like where the ability to not really identify how you're feeling can just consume you. And I, I love the 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 feigning of a man who really is in tune with his emotions with Josh Hartnett, but he's really not, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Not for real. Yeah. Oh wow, that was that was wild. That was that was so wild. It was so it was like such a simple movie. It was a sim- it was simple. Well, because it's but so so complicated. Yeah. yeah, it's it's so human, and I do appreciate, like you said, yeah, that they kind of let things just unfold in what feels like a very gradual sort of sensory sort of way, and yeah, it, it flirts with all the things you're expecting, and it does a couple of them, and I don't know, yeah, there's just such a, I don't know, it felt like it had this like nicely sort of sophisticated tone because it's. Yeah, it's like it's not pulpy, but it does have just like this constant sense of dread and and ominousness and just like something is wrong. Yeah. (laughs) And you're just watching in like advanced slow motion this this horrible circumstance get worse. And yeah, like I too, I, I appreciate the way they draw the characters because your sympathies and your, you know, identifications drift and, you know, you obviously meet them in a way that demonstrates, yeah, Josh Hartnett is, you know, certainly the more gregarious social type. And uh, Aaron Paul is very closed off. Uh, and then, I don't know, yeah, it's like it didn't really ever feel cliche. Like, there's an easily cliched version of this that they could have gone down. And, you know, it, it does a lot of things that you would expect, but just not in the way or with the tone. you would. It doesn't ever devolve into being like a silly melodrama. Like, it does feel like this harsh, confusing situation. And when he's, like, breaking down uh, the David character, and he's like, I have nothing in this world any longer. I'm, I'm basically, I'm, I'm alone up here with you, you know, on this mission. We're just co- continuing to drift out into oblivion. Yeah. And, like, yeah, you, you can fathom a way in which th- this almost could work. And it, especially given the time and place it's in, it, it like, it, it just, yeah, seems... Like a complete recipe for disaster, born of an attempt at altruism, <laughs> which is so tragic and so horrible. That was gratifying. <laughs> yeah, and I and I like again, we've said it, but like hats off to the performances so much because too, like I, it was nice surprise to see Josh Hartnett back and see him, you know, in a in a really you know, juicy role like this, but also, like, Aaron Paul. Like, I I love Aaron Paul, and for some reason, I always have, like, this same, like, process when I see him in something new. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it's Aaron Paul. I'm going to see kind of Aaron Paul, and yet when I really jump into whatever the thing is, you know, it's easy to think of, like, Aaron Paul and Jesse, but, like, he's so good at embodying very different characters and just in going through the spectrum of emotion and what feels like such a natural, like when he's breaking down in the woods, it was like such a beautiful, unbroken take of that. And, uh, and yeah, he always impresses me. And at the outset, I'm always like, I'm going to like him in it, but, you know, I'm going to be aware it's him. And then, you know, he'll slip into these roles in ways I, I don't expect. And uh, I think it's really impressive. And Kate Mara, too, I thought she she did a really nice job kind of 
being in this horribly unfortunate position between the both of them. And yeah, it's like you're in some ways you're rooting for Cliff, but Cliff is also like not the best guy. So like you see how David is the better match in a lot of ways. And Cliff clearly does care, but yeah, he just doesn't have touch or, or access to his emotional spectrum enough at all to really kind of make good on that. And and yeah, it's like it's just such a tragic story <laughs> from every possible angle. And then finally at the very end it gets, you know, super twisted again. And even that, that whole bit with the Manson <laughs> the Manson gang at the top was gnarly. But uh yeah, it's like it's it's funny because it's such a again such a naturalistic such a I know we name checked uh, Terrence Malick. It has that sort of like tactile life thing about it, and yet it feels like very sci-fi at the same time. Even though the sci-fi, the like the physical sci-fi elements are like pretty grounded. No, those are my favorite kind of Black Mirror episodes mm -hmm. when it's not really about explaining a tech technological thing that they're watching the human experience and the association and how it fucks with your mind based off of the connection that you form with the technology. So even though this is not necessarily, like it's a play on the on the Avatar thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, which I feel like one day they'll be able to develop something like that, which I feel like would be really cool. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I think having like the, the like, because I call family was very much like a, the Manson family for sure. Like it's exactly what they were going for there. And the Culkin pre had, was it was it Severance? Is that the show's name? It's not that Culkin. I don't think it's it's a different Kieran. one. Yeah, I think Kieran's it's a lot shorter. Yeah, uh, it's uh, uh, I don't know that. I, yeah, it's one of the Culkin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Another Culkin with another very Culkin-y yeah. name. <laughs> well, they were smart to really let that feel in insanely disturbing. Like the effect of that, uh, just you're you're left with the impact to constantly have you sympathize for josh hartnett's character mm -hmm. so much to the point that even when he's crossing the line you're like i you're crossing the line but you, you there's always a side of you that's like but dude i i understand why your your psyche has led you down this path yeah you gotta reel it in but then when aaron paul starts going off on him you're like Dude, I get why you're so mad. <laughs> you gotta get this guy some slack. He's got understand. one hour yeah. a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there. and you get to spend all this yeah. time there. Yeah, and he's he's been through hell and back, and you have no idea what he's had to do. And he's just like this. This these kind of men are constantly about having to put on a display of composure at all times. Mm. Uh, even when they're in their most frail, fragile states in their life, they have to just maintain some level of everything's all right when it's not. Um, and like when he's going off at him in the end, you're like, damn it, we were so close to just having some kind of strange resolve, but then you shattered him there. It's like you wanted to hurt him yeah. so bad when, you know, it's like... Ha like no amount of break they get allows them to have any sort of reflect like reflection or understanding of what the other person is like they you lose such sight of that mm -hmm. so i th i loved how the human the portrayals were of the of these men yeah that their flaws get the best of them mm -hmm. in every way aaron paul specifically like starting off as a person who's like very understanding and and 
because like yeah uh, josh hartnett takes advantage of him in, in every way because he literally lends him his body to be able to have an experience he didn't have to do and then he's going out there saying like you're he's not man enough for you and all that because dealing with reality is too tough mm-hmm. you know this is, this is a story of a man who does who cannot successfully grieve and when it's like that there's the biggest fear moment to me was when aaron paul like unloaded on him at the very end yeah it's like my wife says that she makes her vomit the thought of you um because too much yeah you're like god i know what he did was like he crossed the line but yeah, one party is like understanding it all yeah. like across the line. Put yourself in this guy's because, shoes. Because they do these nice nuanced touches with getting you to understand the kind of manner and Paul is with being closed off and like also the whole thing about like hitting the sun. Like you never see it. You never see him like actually hit the kid. You never see this kid once get hit. But even when Josh Hartnett, when embodying Aaron Paul's body, you know, hits the kid, even Aaron Paul's like understanding of that. Like you gotta keep that kid yeah. in line got to keep that kid in line like you you get the idea of the mentality of this kind of who this man is and, and you'd think that Aaron Paul would be softer like we're going to move to the countryside we're going to isolate ourselves and he, and he speaks softly to his wife mm-hmm. you know but you see that there is this violent guy in him oh and, yeah this possessive guy and while Josh Hartnett is like the bigger guy <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. like when Aaron Paul's like standing up to him like that speaks to the prowess of Aaron Paul's performance where when he's getting in Josh Hartnett's face, you believe that Josh Hartnett is like scared of him hey, a little dude. bit, <laughs> like yeah. and, like intimidated by him because he's in such a weak state that you wouldn't actually expect him to cross the line to such a violent path of that recreation and also punishment for being hurt so bad that he really feels like, you know, you're just not deserving of this and, and how painful it was what Kmar did. But I love the way they handled the Kmar situation because she easily could have been exactly the affair woman you know like like i said it just keeps going down like we both said it just keeps going down the path of where you expect it to go and then the second they start going to that line they shift course you know the second they start actually he starts getting touchy-feely with her and like you know breathing on her neck she's tempted by it and then she walks away from the situation never gives into the situation again Mm -hmm. And she stands up to him and says, "Like you manip, you, you were being manipulative. You were trying to shower me with gifts and trying to get into my my mind and heart. When you are just taking advantage of a situation right now, like they made her someone very mature in this versus what most things would do, which is exactly what I thought they were gonna do. <laughs> yeah, you know, they kept saying like, this is where it's going. This is where it's going. She's going to sleep with this guy. It's gonna get sexual." gonna have an affair and maybe josh harnett's gonna take over his body yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. I mean, you know you think it's going more that direction and the way they have her uh, hold her ground uh, as a strong woman like allowing her to have her flaws and, and you know allowing her to have her moments of weakness with temptation but then giving her giving giving you an understanding of where she's coming from with that scene that she has with aaron paul in the barn where she is lamenting all of her emotions and he's actually finally listening to her for the first time i thought was such a nuanced scene because you know they established so much that he's willing to like he's willing to hit someone you know and like he's probably gonna hit her he's probably gonna hit her right now and he doesn't instead he listens you know so in some ways what josh harnett did was the path to them healing the relationship and then he just fucked 
he went too went too, way yeah. too far. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like he illuminated all the things yeah. that were missing, and I, and I yeah, I, I love the way he played that because it's almost like yeah, yeah, the kind of guy that Aaron Paul the that character is, you kind of believe like oh, I guess you would just be capable of missing what your wife is clearly expressing through her demeanor through this entire situation, and uh, yeah, I like to as much as you know, part of you wants the satisfaction of like killing men at the same time i like the way they draw the scenario in space because it does seem like it's a two-man mission and if you know unless both of us are going to perish we need the two of us up here and now it's like there's nothing else so it is kind of like a a question mark of just like the human survival instinct now and they are like bonded in the worst way possible and that actually kind of tickles my imagination a little bit because i, I yeah part at of the end of the day they need each other they do to and, survive yeah yeah and part of me is like he could easily kill him and he's got nothing else to live for so they'll just both die but i could also see how like in a twisted way maybe they just won't kill each other and will just see this mission out and just be damaged and beyond damaged forever <laughs> yeah and yeah just i don't know the depth of depravity like yeah the the true break within that david character is something fascinating because two it's like they both get not objectified in the in the traditional way you think like Ugh, sexual but like the whole family is like this object because aaron paul is, is yelling like they're my, like mine like the way he yells at that one particular time really feels like a yeah, like you would yell about a thing you own and by the end you know the David character does the same thing. He he tr- uses them as a device to communicate his perspective, and it's just so s- sad and terrible because yeah, it's like they're also just regular people, you know, being maimed by a robot. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other thing we haven't talked about too is how the, the one of the th- the things about when you're in space is. Like one of the things they train like with astronauts a lot, and especially these the crazy missions, is it's mainly a psychological game. Mm. And I love how even though they have the accessibility to go back to Earth via these replicas, you still get that touch and sensibility of the mind drifting and the mind losing itself and sanity. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Well, and it almost begs again. It begs that question of hope because on the one hand you're like what a beautiful advancement this would be amazing you know if you could just plug back into earth and yeah like have a direct link to your humanity but then if anything goes wrong that could be absolutely catastrophic and cause even greater psychological damage than if you were just under the circumstance that you're up here and you're isolated and that's life for the foreseeable future yeah it's like giving you the access makes it worse when it goes away and even worse when it goes away terribly and so it, it is like a fascinating question because i think anybody would be like yeah if we had the capability to do that absolutely but at the same time i don't know like even though it is maybe one of the more heightened parts of the episode like yeah you'll have people who are like this is an abomination and, and setting it in the 60s i think makes that bit work it's like if it had been modern day i don't think as many people would be apt to like you know, Manson up and go kill the abomination robot, you know, automaton. Uh, 
but here, you know, in the time and place, it does seem to make, you know, it's it rings truer of a of a time less demystified by crazy tech, and you have this one kind of magic element, which is the replica, and uh, <laughs> it's it, yeah, that's the stuff to me that gets kind of at the twisted core of you know what makes a Black Mirror because you know this is clearly one of the more like lyrical, more moody, more again airy episodes i feel like they've done a couple like that even though it's not like tonally similar it kind of reminded me of uh i feel like san junipero kind of has a similar quality even that one even though that one's more like uh less sad but yeah like this this core twistedness that just feels so bleak and and sad but also like uh, human human despite how you know technological it is i guess dark depths of the human core. Yeah. Quite an ethereal experience, ladies and gentlemen. That was fun. Yeah. It's fun and all the most messed up. It messed me up. I'm very much... Uh, I think this is going to be the last one we shoot today. Uh, <laughs> my brain's... My brain's not just wiped from this. I had to, we, we shot the first one and then I had to like edit and do the thumb and upload. I was like, I, I kind of took the wind out of it now. And now we should watch this. I was like, man, was, my mind's just messed up now. <laughs> well, yeah, it's one of those episodes that ends and you're like, I just, I'm really, yeah. I, I just kind of want to like, sit in silence and yeah. contemplate I'm like, how terrible I'm my like, soul feels was, right now. The whole time I was like, how do I feel right now? Because I, I don't know how I feel. I'm in this weird vortex of a situation. <laughs> because cause there's so many, it, the, it's so layered and nuanced with so many vast emotions it's such a wide array at on like on every frame of this episode that like oh man am i my i i am watching this way at the wrong hour after Wiped. after a very long day <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely um, go, very, go hop yeah, in the very, pod and take an yeah, hour so and go like, back i gotta to talk Earth. about this this is really hard <laughs> yeah yeah no. uh, the hardest time talking about it so yeah this is gonna no, I feel we'll look we'll look different for the next couple <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll be we'll be re-energized by the next couple yeah, yeah. um but that was that was beautiful yeah that was great that was that was amazing beautiful uh, and wrenching it was truly amazing that's that's one for the books unforgettable um all right guys well thanks for being here and we will um talk to y'all soon What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. 
Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.